0: This is Unfilter, episode 151, for July 15th, 2015.
1: Today, President Obama announced an agreement he says will keep an atomic bomb out of Iranian hands for more than a decade. Critics say it will do the opposite. The deal was done after 20 months of negotiations among Iran, the United States, and other world powers. After years of sanctions secret cyber attacks on nuclear facilities and even the assassination of Iranian experts, the president said today that diplomacy had triumphed.
2: You from the beautiful city of Arlington, Washington, which, by the way, home of one of the largest fly-ins west of the Mississippi. Yeah. This is a a great episode of Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about aviation news and topics. <laughs> And here's my good friend, Mr. Chris. Hey. Hello,
0: Mr. Nunes. So, uh, Chase, uh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, today is, uh, we're in the clear. The fly-in is over. fly-in is over. But we were under assault by a bunch of adorable airplanes for about... Uh, how, many,
2: how many drones do you think that
0: they had out there? I didn't, I didn't see, you know, maybe well, they're I too know, small. But,
2: yeah, I, know, but I bet you there were some drones.
0: I bet you there was definitely some drones. Yeah. What a week today. So, uh, yeah. as we come on air, of course, there is a deal with Iran around their nukes, but that's just like the tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg yeah. that we're going to talk about today. A ton of of information in the cyber war area, yeah. a ton of information and updates around ISIS, including this behind-the-scenes video of the ISIS beheadings that claims that they have captured the, the uh, creation of the ISIS. We're going we're to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. Right. Uh, and it, we're also going to do a little 2016 update as well, Chase. Today is a huge show on Boom. the filter program. So as is tradition, as we like to do, we're going to start in the realm of... Spying, NSA, and uh, those general areas. So uh, let's move into that. Uh, let's start with uh, today's cabinet nominee, nominee, uh, which appears to be a general conflict with White House pol- White House policy. And when, I, when we get to this, we'll then transition into uh, some more interesting bits of information. Stand by, Mr. Chase, as the Unfiltered show is going to kick
2: off. But first. Yes, I do have an update.
0: I wanted to talk about something that we led. We broke the news on the Unfiltered show last yes. week. Pioneers, if yeah. you will, and I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. And I wanted to get right now. So why don't we jump into the newsroom? This is CNN Breaking News. And, uh, Chase, do we have an update on the burglary? Or, yeah. or, 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 I'm sorry, the drug bust.
2: Yeah, Yes, Wolf, uh, I do have an update. Uh, by the way, nice, luscious beard, and I love your new show. I've been combing it. Yes. Um. So I wanted to let everybody know. So last week on the show, I showed off. By the way, did you uh, put that in the... Uh, in the? Oh, yeah. I uh, okay, so, good. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I hope the, so. It was in the show. Yeah. So anyway, last week... Oh, God, I just lost my voice. Chase, mm-hmm.
0: come back to me, baby. Come back to me. Last week on the show... Previously on Unfilter.
2: (laughs) Previously, I love that. Previously on Unfilter, we showed off a security video where criminals were taken down next door on my neighbor's lawn. Well, yesterday, I got further information. Oh, really? This is like late breaking news Yeah, yeah, late breaking news. So yesterday, I got a text message uh, from one of the police sergeants, and he informed me that my neighbor ran from them. And was caught by canine. Ouch! That's not all. Okay. There's more. Stand by. Well, I I said, well, man, no, I really hope that this puts uh, you know puts uh, you know. We're all done now. We're all done with this. Yeah, no kidding. And he goes, well, he did have to make a trip to the ER, and he's in there right now.
0: Because the dog. Yeah.
2: Ouch. And you know, I was real cheesy in my reply. I said, well, that's a bite of justice for you.
0: Are you serious? Did you really? I did. Chase Nunes. <laughs> Did you just think of it on the fly like that?
2: It was on the fly. You can look
0: <laughs> Natural-born podcaster, buddy. Natural-born... Roll with it, buddy. Roll with it. All right, so let's talk about this nominee, and then uh, we're going to get into... Uh, we're we're going to start here at the Homeland, and then we'll move out from there. All right, there. fair enough. Greatest security
3: threat to the United States is Russia. Oh, dang it. Oh. I was going to ask you what it was. Wait, was that, gonna...
0: that doesn't look like Shep. No, Shep, at, Shep had... Now, he wasn't gone all week, but he had a couple of days off this oh, week. okay. So some of our clips are... are, are he is missing. Uh, she, normally fi- she normally fits in on but, the digital. But the threat is Russia. I thought it was ISIS. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, but I didn't play the pause in time because it totally is ISIS. Everybody knows that. ISIL! Except for when we want to scare you. Sometimes to According dash.
3: to President Obama's nominee to become the next chairman oh. of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, oh, okay. General Joseph Dunford, Telling lawmakers on Capitol Hill yesterday that Moscow's
0: nuclear arsenal and invasion of Ukraine. I agree with IMACON. And if you just check later in the show, it's totally China. So uh, actually, <laughs> if you, I think if you pay close enough attention in episode 151, uh, the top threat to the United States is going to be um, Russia, ISIS, and then China in that order, I believe. <laughs> so if you pay close attention, yeah.
3: Ukraine make Russia a threat to take seriously. He says Russia's behavior is, quote, nothing short of alarming. Jennifer Griffin live with the news at the Pentagon today. And Jennifer, did he just contradict current White House policy?
4: Well, Harris, no, but some were surprised to hear that he ranked ISIS fourth in terms of the current national security threats facing the
5: U.S.
0: Fourth? First you got Russia, then you got China, then you got, oh, I love this one, North Korea. Remember, they hack Sony, so they're pretty tough. And then you got ISIS
2: or ISIL. Is this a future topic for a family feud that's coming up? You know, top five (laughs) Axis evils on the board, try to find the most popular.
4: I love it. Rank the threats. Number one, Russia. Number two, China. Number three, North Korea. Number four, ISIS.
0: Isis. Maybe because Isis is just a group of people. Or maybe it's ISIL. Oh, yeah. If you ask him about
4: Dash, he's way more
0: concerned about that. That's Dash. right.
6: He's <laughs> Number but one. If I, if I had to rack and stack them today, uh, I had Russia down uh, as number one.
4: How many times are you going You'll to remember us? the Obama campaign mocked then-presidential candidate Mitt Romney when it he is. suggested here as it much. Is.
6: Remember this?
1: Oh boy, here it comes. The 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know the Cold War has been over for 20 years.
2: Certainly General Dunford is somebody who's spent a lot of time thinking about these issues and uh, has his own view. Uh, but I think he would be the first to admit that that uh, reflects his own view and, not, and doesn't necessarily reflect a view of uh, Uh, or the consensus um, analysis of the president's national security team.
4: Those remarks yesterday by the White House spokesman trying to distance the president's team from the frank assessment of Russia and the existential threat it could pose with its nuclear arsenal and what Dumford described as its alarming behavior of late. Harris. Yeah, the last time we heard Russia
3: atop the list of world threats for us was from former Republican presidential nominee Governor Mitt Romney. Oh, Remember mentioned that? again.
0: Mentioned again. Uh, so yeah, we clearly
3: some <coughs> agreeing with him. Any other surprises?
0: Well, uh, General- Now, is that scripted? Any other surprises? Because, like, and now I'm asking you, Chase, being that there's like a minute left on this clip, something tells me she knew there were some more surprises. Yeah,
2: something- but, but, but to be fair, Chris, if you were watching this live, you wouldn't have known that there was a minute left on the clip.
4: <laughs> went a bit further than the current strategy in advocating arming the Ukrainians against Russia, echoing Defense Secretary Ash Carter at his confirmation hearing.
6: Chairman, from a from military perspective, I think it's, it's reasonable that we provide that. Just give them some guns. Just give support <laughs> uh, to the Ukrainians, and frankly, without that kind of support, then they're not going to be able to protect themselves. Again.
0: Can I make a plea to the unfilter audience? Because I? I don't know. Maybe producer Matt. I don't know. Somebody could. Could you go find McCain's clip of just giving some guns? Just we, give these guys. We some need that guns. on the soundboard. We need that on the soundboard. Yes. I know it is in our clip repo. So if you are an unfilter supporter, if you could go evergreen us that, uh, I need to give him some guns because we have referred to it so many, so many times. That people have no idea what we're talking no. to anymore because it was a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe Before a could,
2: long, ter- a long version and a short
0: version. Yeah. Yeah. Give him some guns, and then a long version might be good so we can explain it. from yeah, Time. to We yeah,
6: yeah. without that kind of support then they're not going to be able to protect themselves against Russian aggression.
4: That would be music to Chairman uh, Senator John McCain's ears, who has chastised the White House for not doing more to arm Ukraine against Putin.
0: That'll stop right there. All right, so there you go. Now, we're going to, I don't want to dive too deep into that because we're going to go further in a moment. Uh, but before we go into that, I want to take a little deviation, and I want to talk about cyber I hate uh, calling it that. I hate calling it that. I mean the war on internet. I mean the. I, I mean the. I love that everything now is a glitch. Have you noticed this? We got glitches everywhere. Glitch this. The the, the New York stock exchange is a glitch or malfunction. Uh, no glitch. I've, I've heard malfunction.
5: Boxes alert! Did cyber terrorists just find our weak spots? <gasps> just this week alone, a big technical glitch halts the big board for nearly four hours.
0: What'd you say? What did she say? Oh, she said glitch. She did, didn't she?
5: Big technical glitch halts the big board for nearly four hours. A big outage for United causing big trouble in the air. And that big government hack getting even bigger. So could a massive cyber attack short-circuit our economy? (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Brenda Butner. This is Bulls and Bears. And we've got our bulls and bears this week. Gary B. Smith, Jonas, Max, Ferris, John Layfield, along with Susie wait. Welch.
2: And- wait, wait, wait. Do you know who that guy is? Can uh, you? Uh, can no. You, you can back you back can it can, up? You can, no, you
0: can play back a bull here. JC, right, right. Uh, uh, those three. Yeah. So we got. Uh, you want me to, I can play the. I can replay the intros if you want. Uh,
5: our economy. Hi, everyone. I'm Brenda Butner. This is Bulls and Sebson, Bears. I think and you're right. We've got our bulls and bears. Pause. this
2: week. That guy on the right. Yeah. Is a former WWE wrestler. Well, it sounds like he's going to be a cyber expert then. I, I. The only reason why I, I. <laughs> I, I picked up on him. I I used to be a really big are wrestling you, fan. Are you joking? Dude? I am not joking. If they have a WWE I, guy. You, you have this computer, right? Hold yeah, uh, go uh, yeah, go I'm going to play uh, this while you Google yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Beat Gary B. Smith, Jonas Max Ferris.
0: He's currently the announcer, according to I'm a Oh, my God.
5: John Layfield along with and JBL, Emily JBL. Tish, let's too. welcome to everybody. Okay, Susie, did our enemies just see how weak we are on the cyber front? Well, they didn't need last week to know how weak we are on the cyber front. You know, we don't know if these um, uh, glitches last week were all coordinated but we don't need to know these are like the tremors before a big earthquake we know a big one is coming and
0: forget now what I love uh when we when we uh, what I love about these conversations these discussions is we frame the United States as weak. We frame the United States as ignorant on cybersecurity. We frame the United States as not keeping up with China and Iran and Russia. We we frame ourselves as constantly under attack. But when you actually look at the documents that have been leaked The United States is the most aggressive nation when it comes to cybersecurity. I don't need to say Stuxnet. I don't need to mention the Snowden leaks. I don't need to mention all the cables on WikiLeaks because you already know it by your own reading. If you're listening to this show, you already know the United States is the most aggressive nation when it comes to cyber attacks. We have taken over an entire Chinese telco infrastructure and monitored every single call and text message of every single customer which is more people that exist in the United States. We have done that as a nation, and we have blanket listened to all of their calls, all of their text messages, monitored all of their downloads. We owned an entire mobile telco which has more people, more customers than the population of the United States. Nobody is more aggressive than the United States of America. And yet, these commentators frame us as infantile, as weak, as under constant attack, as not prepared, as ignorant to the threat.
5: For a minute, the economic damage this is going to cause when it comes, which it will. Um, you Think about the loss of life that's, you know, potential, the planes losing uh, ground control, contact the dams stopping, the hospital stopping. It, you can get very end times about this. It's pretty scary. But, you know, I have faith in American ingenuity, and more than that, ingenuity. more than our brain power, I have faith in the mighty, mighty power of capitalism. And because the eagle. this is a growth industry. I mean, I think this is the growth industry of the next 10 years um, building the kinds of...
0: She's right about that. When it's a joke like this, there's one thing that you cannot get away from. This is going to become an issue in the 2016 election. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to become an issue in the 2016 election.
7: More than 22 million Americans have had their personal information compromised through the Office of Personnel Management. For context, that's about one out of every 15 Americans. Cybersecurity is a top concern for lawmakers right now and will likely be a key issue in this presidential election cycle. Let's bring in Fox News digital politics editor Chris Starwald for his insight. Oh, now, the latest data breach could impact the 2016 campaign.
8: Good nice bow Happy Sunday.
7: Okay, so let's, to be fair, people kind of get glazed over when you talk about cybersecurity. Well, except you set you, it
1: up like that, they're well, not going to want to listen. I'm saying, Ooh. except for when you get a
7: letter, as one of my friends did this week, right. saying, hey, you're one of the people that got caught up in the hack.
1: Right,
8: or you are uh, married to or related to or you're the child of or whatever else. And remember here, we're not just talking about your social security number. We're talking about clearance mm-hmm. data that is used, that was used for giving people security clearances. So now uh, somebody that it sounds like it was the Chinese, but somebody has all of this information about all of the people that have all this high security clearance. This is a, a bungle a botch of enormous magnitude and i promise you when we look back at 2015 one of the things that will stand out in history maybe even a generation from now was when this pearl harbor the cyber pearl harbor took place and we were caught with our pants down
7: Mm -hmm. all right well here is what the democratic front runner hillary clinton former secretary of state former senator had to say about this issue
5: we need to accelerate our efforts to protect government information. And by that, I mean that we have very cumbersome procurement and bureaucratic obstacles within the federal government to moving us into the 21st century. And, in fact, we saw that with a lot of the problems in the Affordable
1: Care Act rollout. (laughs)
7: <laughs> uh, does um, Ms. Clinton want to be talking about cyber issues
1: well, she, she distrusted federal government uh, <laughs> exactly. protocols so much that she, she built her own homebrew server in <laughs> Chabaclub uh, there's
2: uh, somebody uh, oh, uh, hey oh, hey oh. Uh, I
0: want to let him get that punch in there but yeah it's, zing. A, little, yeah, it's a little bit of a zinger alright okay Chase we gotta talk about this next one so the FBI, your buddy my good friend, James Comey uh, who's up uh, in James. front of the senate and he was making the case for cracking encryption
8: This is an enormous problem.
9: Today, the nation's top law enforcement official gave Congress a frank and sobering warning. (laughs) Terrorists are going dark in cyberspace.
0: So uh, this is really interesting. Going dark. So the dark web has become common parlance. Uh, I I was over at a friend's house last... uh, Wait, no, on Monday. Okay. So not yesterday, but Monday. I was over at a friend's house on Monday... And they were telling me about how they know that somebody went on the dark web and could buy and sell people for money. And they went on the dark web and they could buy weed. And they went on the dark web. Wait, and, what? And get this. On the dark web, they could webcam stream themselves having sex on the dark web. You can't do that on the regular internet. But on the dark web, you can have webcam sex shows. They, they Your friends think this? Yes. I'm sorry. This is this is com these are these are not technology these are people that I was specific- I I actually mm. this sounds really debaggy but sometimes I like to I like to hang out with non-technical people because I don't as, as It's true yeah I guess when yes, I did here when going. I did yeah. IT support and contracting I interacted yeah. with regular people all the time and I kept getting like oh this is the disconnect between them and technology and it was really insightful but then when I became a full-time podcaster I lost that sort of like
2: so are you saying like <clears throat> news organizations say like CNN for example are putting terms out there yes. to, I don't know, scare the and audience? I, and I'm
0: telling you, I'm mm. intentionally having conversations about technology with non technology set. Like uh, one of them was a hairdresser, one of them was a yoga teacher. Okay? Uh-huh. So, like, they are not technology people. They have right, technology yeah. in their business, yeah. but they're not. Te- and, and to them, they're talking about the dark web to me. They're talking about the dark web to me. And I'm, I'm like, my mind is being blown. So, when you see CNN talking about going dark, they're playing on that meme that's going out there right well, once
2: now. Once you go dark, you don't go back.
8: <laughs> in cyberspace, sometimes people watch TV and think, well, the FBI must have some way to break that strong encryption. We do not, which is why this is such an important issue. <laughs>
9: Terrorist use of encryption means the FBI cannot, in many cases, detect and prevent attacks on U.S. soil. Oh, wait, CNN?
0: Wait, wait, how many have they prevented? (laughs) Well, there's been 60 ISIS-related arrests. ISIS-related. Out in Garland,
9: Texas, two months ago. We are stopping these
8: things so far through tremendous hard work, the use of sources, the use of online undercovers. But it is incredibly difficult. I cannot see me stopping these indefinitely.
9: The issue, online conversations between American supporters of ISIS and other terror groups and terrorists overseas, uh-huh. like the ISIS recruiter, Junaid Hussein. Wow, 200 followers. hidden by highly encrypted and widely available messaging apps, such as SureSpot and Kick. This is not your
8: uh, grandfather's Al-Qaeda. No. So wait, what, was this Our just job. a promotion
2: just now for SureSpot and
0: Kick? Well, uh, we're going to get into this a little more. We're going to... We're going to do something that doesn't happen on mainstream media. We're going to take the the raw clip of him doing this delivery and not just the cuts here, and we're going to break it down. Okay. Because it's unbelievable.
8: Is to look at a haystack the size of this country for needles that are increasingly invisible to us because of end-to-end encryption.
0: My grandfather's Al-Qaeda, by the way. (laughs) My grandfather's Al-Qaeda. I cannot believe they just used that line. That totally passed over us. My grandfather's Al-Qaeda. My grandfather's Al-Qaeda. I just... uh, yeah here's how it
9: works a person sends a message such as I want to fight for ISIS <laughs> over the web right encryption no. software scrambles that message yeah and only a recipient using the correct key can unscramble it to see its original meaning that's a the solution argues the FBI and many lawmakers is to allow law enforcement access to <laughs> encrypted messages with a search warrant that'll fix it tech companies however are resisting concerned they'll lose business from privacy conscious customers Silicon Valley estimates it lost tens of billions of dollars to overseas competitors following revelations of...
0: One company estimates that, IBM. Another company estimates that, Cisco. Tens of billions of dollars doesn't even cover the losses of a single company.
9: ...mass surveillance by the NSA.
10: The encryption debate is really about a trade. Um, How much more secure do you want to make Americans and their personal data versus how much opportunity do you want to create for terrorists and That's other right. criminals That's right. to communicate safely.
0: <laughs> All right, Chase, let's let's not avoid this. I know you got some thoughts on this. Wow. Let's break it down wow. bit by bit. Here I can't is believe I just saw that. the director of the FBI for the United States of America testifying right here on I the Encryption. I the American
8: people need to know the terrorism threat today is very different. Right? Al Qaeda, before 9-11 and in the years after 9-11, was focused on The national landmark, multi-pronged, sophisticated attack where they would carefully select operatives, put them in place, train, surveil over many, many months or years. ISIL is totally different.
2: I think he means Dash. I was going to say he means ISIS.
8: ISIL is reaching out primarily through Twitter... To about 21,000 now English language followers.
2: Wait. Okay. All right. right all right. right. Wait, all right. Stop right there. Yeah, let's stop right there. All right. First so, off, Okay. Go, okay. buddy. Go,
6: buddy. Go, buddy. And
2: all of the Twitter handles that we've seen on this show, yeah. and, and I know we've only seen a small fraction of yeah, them, yeah. but not one uh-huh. account has ever had more than... 300, provi- uh, you right. know, 300 right. maybe 400 so followers. They, they, they must be
0: adding up all of the are ISIS. Are they adding individual
2: tweets? I mean, what are they adding up? They're at-
0: <laughs> no, they're adding up all of the different ISIS accounts total, I think. I think that's what they're doing. All right, Chase. Unbelievable. So wh- wh- what was the number that uh, your buddy, your good friend, director of the FBI, what was the number that he said? How many ISIS followers?
2: What was it, 25,000,
0: I believe?
8: To about 21,000 21, English language followers. Is okay.
0: It... 21,000 English language followers. Now, Mr. Nunes. Yes, uh, yes, Chris. Just a question to you. Uh, what website am I on right now? Uh, you're
2: on, you know, it's one that I use. It's called PodTrack. Yeah,
0: PodTrack. And I'm looking at the Unfiltered Show right now. I'm looking at the last 30 days of downloads for the Unfiltered Show. Yeah. And that number right there was 53,339 downloads. <laughs> Fifty three thousand three hundred and thirty nine downloads.
8: To about twenty one thousand now English language followers. Oh my god.
0: So he's literally and I now PodTrack... now you can you can you can attest to this. Podtrack oh, yeah. is a third party tracking metric yes. system that tracks based on the redirect URL in our downloads. Yep. Doesn't count YouTube. Nope. Doesn't count live streams. Nope. It only counts direct downloads. Correct. And according to PodTrack, a third party measurement industry. Yep. The unfiltered show got 53,000 downloads. Right. And 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 Chase over ha- the 90 day period. How many uh, how many over 30 I had it set on a 30 oh, day. Oh, over 30, 30 day, day 30, period. Sorry,
8: Yeah. yeah to about 21,000 now English-language followers. Wow.
11: So
0: the director of the FBI for the United States of America is telling you about 21,000 Twitter followers, yeah. and that well, is... Well, we don't
2: even know if it's followers. He just says 21,000... Right, he right. Just, he's using an arbitrary that number. That is less people just that using listen an arbitrary to number. this show. Yeah.
8: There's a group of tweeters in Syria, and their message is, too prompt, come to the so-called... Caliphate.
2: All right. So hold on for a minute. Yeah, he's. So, so, they're tweeting. Come to the Caliphate, Jay. Yeah, but hold on one second. Uh-huh. He's talking about how they need encryption access. Yeah. yeah. But now he's using examples of public Uh, statements. He'll get to it. He'll get to it.
8: The life of uh, some sort of glory or something.
2: Yeah. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. So the director of the FBI is trying to get you, the American people, and and the rest of the world to believe. And and think about this. Think about what you know about Twitter as a medium. Think about what Uh, you know about just your common sense. Do you – can you truly believe that ISIS is tweeting out – Come join the caliphate. It's glorious. And that United States American citizens who are sitting here are on Twitter reading on their phone that there is a glorious caliphate for you to come to. And, and they're joining ISIS and, and the, based on their messages. And the you other, believe that? And the other thing to note. And this man is the director of the FBI. This is not a reality television yeah. show. This is, not yeah. a, this is not a movie. This actually
2: is legitimate testimony he is giving. Uh, how many times have you gone online? and you've seen someone tweet something or post something, whatever, and you don't exactly believe them 100%. All the time. Right. He's so like, how can he assume that every tweet that people respond to – Anyone can tweet. I anyone know. Anyone can tweet. But he's like, oh, well, you know, that they were going to want to join ISIS because they tweeted out, and we believe them. or something. And if you can't come, kill somebody
8: where you are. Kill somebody in uniform. Kill anybody. If you can cut their head off, great. Videotape it. Do it, do it, do it.
0: Do it, do it, do it. So, and I I just, I don't mean to belittle this. I don't mean to belabor this. I don't mean to, to, but... Remember, this is your FBI. This is the director of the FBI for the United States of America saying that there is a bogeyman out there using Twitter telling people to cut people's heads off. Do it, do it, do it. And he is testifying that this is actually happening. And, And they think you're so stupid They think you believe it.
8: Great, videotape it, do it, do it, do it. They're pushing this through Twitter. So it's no longer the case that someone who's troubled needs to go find this propaganda and this motivation. It buzzes in their pocket.
0: How do you love this? It buzzes in their pocket. So
8: there is a device, almost a devil on their shoulder. A devil
0: on their shoulder. The ISIS boogeyman is tweeting from the caves, and it's a devil on somebody's shoulder, sending them a push notification to do it, do it, do it. This is the director of the FBI for the United States of America telling you that there is ISIS boogeyman out there sending push notifications to your pocket to kill people. All
8: day long saying... Kill, kill, kill all kill. day, all day, but by the way, all this? day, all day long. Can you
0: believe this man is saying this? Can you believe we are hearing this? This is not a movie. This is not a cartoon. This is real life.
8: And if they find someone, and they have found many of those someones in the United States, they who are interested in this.
2: All oh, the people who are out. Okay. We
8: can see Twitter. We will see them. Give them. Directions to a mobile messaging app.
0: Now, here comes why we have to break encryption. This is why we have to break encryption. Because you see, as in in the terrorism parlance speak, they task them via Twitter, but then they tell them to go to WhatsApp or something encrypted for the rest of the message. And that, my friend, is why we must break all encryption. That's why ISIS, because of ISIS, we must, because of ISIS, not because of the Reds, no, 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 not, not because of the Japs, no, 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 not because of the Nazis, but this time because of ISIS, we must have access to all communication.
8: Directions to a mobile messaging app that is end-to-end encrypted and tell them contact me here and they disappear. So I have investigations in all 50 states of people who are consuming this stuff. It's buzzing in their pocket all day long.
0: Buzzing in your pocket. It, it's they're messages consuming from ISIS. They're messages from ISIS. They're consuming
2: the hate. They're buzzing consuming the hate, Chris. And they're
8: trying to seek meaning in some sick way. And they are responding to this. And then they disappear and move over to mobile messaging apps.
0: You see, they send you a message via push notifications. The devil on your shoulder. And then you disappear into encryption.
8: This is an enormous problem. It's very different. Al Qaeda would never vet an operative by tasking them. ISIL says, go kill, go kill. Here's a list of military members. You can go kill, go do it. We are stopping these things so far.
0: Let's now I'm Aww, gonna I'm gonna open, for him. Uh, yeah,
2: I know, I'm, we'll get back to that but I'm gonna open up the bacon for this episode. By the way, this delicious, delicious piece of bacon coming from downtown Seattle at the five point cafe.
0: Nice, thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Is that where we're gonna go to lunch? We should. Okay.
2: We should. Okay. We need to. So
0: listen, uh I'm just gonna go with this. Let's remember that OPM hack, twenty one million records. Yeah, oh yeah. And you know, it, it, the number keeps it. going higher. Yeah. What if what if ISIS and like all of the online productions of ISIS was state backed? Let's say oh, okay. let's say like by Turkish state media. Let's just let's go with this for a second. Let's say the Turkish state media has been producing all of the ISIS beheading videos. Let's say the Turkish state media has been funding a company in Qatar to do all the social media outreach for ISIS. And let's just say let's just go with all of this and say maybe that's an accepted fact. If that is an accepted fact. If if that bacon is true, I want to replay this.
8: You can go kill go do it. We are stopping these things so far through tremendous hard work, the use of sources, the use of online undercovers.
0: Now, if you if you if you accept that maybe some of the production values in the ISIS videos were per- per- backed by somebody that is maybe knows what they're doing. If you can accept that information. If you also accept that out of all of the terrorism cases that have been busted, that 93% of them were backed by the FBI and right. a, that's yeah. that's actually a statistic that came out today. If you accept that, then I'm not quite I'm not sure I'm quite connecting the dots on why these guys need access. If they so far have been involved in 93% of the bust of terrorism cases on US soil and if 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 the people that are producing these videos are coming from state-backed media which we're going to get to that in just a minute what is it they need access to? You
8: can go kill go do it. We are stopping these things so far through tremendous hard work the use of sources, the use of online undercovers but it is incredibly difficult I cannot see me stopping these indefinitely And so I'm not trying to scare folks, I just want people to know this is a change in my my world in the top responsibility of the FBI that implicates this going dark problem, they come together and so I really think we have to talk about. it. Wait, we got so, talked about it, So,
2: James. so, so, towards the end of his speech. Oh, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to scare you. And towards the end of what? Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I, I list
0: quick update on the OPM breach.
2: Today, the
1: FBI director called a recent breach of government computers "quote a treasure trove of information about everybody who has worked for, tried to work for, or works for." The United States government. Now, this is commie during the same hearing. The Federal Office of Personnel Management lost the most sensitive information for more than 22 million people, including financial wow. histories and health records. Major Garrett found out what else was stolen. Major?
10: <laughs> the numbers are mind-boggling. Hackers stole 19.7 million Social Security numbers of Americans who underwent federal government background checks. Woo! Another 1.8 million were taken from family and friends of the applicants. The data were stored at the Office of Personnel Management, the federal government's clearinghouse for employee information. The hack also captured addresses, education and employment history, mental health, criminal and financial records. More than 1 million Americans had their fingerprints stolen. Some victims have received these letters, alerting them to the data breach and offering credit monitoring and other services. The government says that, so far, there is no evidence the stolen data have been used for identity theft or other financial crimes. James Lewis, a cybersecurity analyst, said China is the culprit and the counterintelligence risk is enormous. They'll have a a long time to work on figuring out how to use it for recruitment how to use it to maybe coerce people with relatives in china um, they'll find a million ways to use this and none of them will be good for the us
0: man you know i got some really good bacon i don't even believe this more bacon but i'm just no it's kind of the same bacon oh, okay. i'm frying the same bacon okay. what if what if an insider gave information to somebody that could then had make this hack and then could leak this to people to do tar- targeted killings Is that too crazy? That's a little too... Am I I getting way off there? Because,
2: uh... But but what pushes you to think that way?
0: Why? Well, what what
2: makes you go down that road?
0: All right. Let's just get into this. I'm going to play a clip. It's off YouTube. You saw this. I sent this video to you as it was breaking. You, Matt, and I were all digging through this. We'll break this down bit by bit. But this week... Um, some hackers released, uh, well, <clears throat> I'll pull up. Uh, Producer Matt's done a really good job. He captured everything in PDF just in case it gets pulled down. And it's all available in, the, in, in supporter syncs. We have screenshots. We have PDFs. We have source files. Okay. We have everything for this because it's getting taken offline as we record this show. But a group out of Ukraine claims to have hacked
2: an okay.
0: assistant of John McCain's either laptop or phone. Okay. And they pulled a video file off this phone or laptop. Now, this is a Ukrainian hacking group. The announcement is in Russian. We have it in the supporter show. We also will have a link in the show notes if I remember to do that. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background on this first, and then we'll talk about it. And you and I both take a look at this, and we are kind of on the same page on this, but I want to let let, let we'll let, we'll play this for the audience first. Right. But this is in regards to these ISIS beheadings, which from the very beginning we have said from a We've not been a little you, suspicious of. You, You and I are not like, it's not like yeah. we're like, we're not Michael Bay over here. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> no. But we know a thing But we've both been yeah. doing
0: video production yeah. for a very long time. Yep. You work in the industry. Yep. I have a green screen. Yep. I work with it every single day as part yep. of my job. That's I am right. very familiar with lighting. I am very familiar with production elements, and as are you. And we watched these and we said, these look Produced, And that was our essential – like there's just – and it's like if you are familiar with how something is built, like a car or a table or whatever it is, when you see it, you recognize it because you are in that trade. And so when we've seen these, we've been very skeptical. And so a video was leaked online this week by these Ukrainian hackers who claimed to have got it off an assistant for John McCain. That is a supposedly reportedly a behind the scenes video of the production of one of the ISIS beheadings of John Cantwell, I believe. No, 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 not John Cantlie. Uh, another one, another fully, fully, fully. It was fully. So here it is. This is supposedly the production of the beheading of Bo- fully from behind the scenes for ISIS. Okay. This is very, very, very much worth watching if you're watching the video version right now. If you are listening to the audio version,
2: please and, and, and be smart with the sync. It's not going to show anything graphic, so you don't right. have to worry about turning away or no anything blood. like that. Yeah.
0: But what we are looking at right now is a is supposedly a camera phone recording from way back behind the scenes of an ISIS beheading. And in the frame, what we see is we see a giant green screen we see one, two, three, four, five, six at least lights. One, two, three, four, five, six staffers behind the camera. And one and two staffers, one, the guy that's getting his head cut off, and of course the guy that's doing the head cutting. And they're standing on a mound of sand. And this is what we see right now. And I'm going to let this clip because this guy does some of the VO.
12: A video purportedly released by the pro-Russia hacktivist group Cyberburkut shows an alleged staged ISIS beheading being recorded in a film studio. Please note that this footage does not show a beheading of any kind, whether real or staged.
0: Which, actually, the released ISIS videos never show either.
12: The clip shows actors recreating a typical ISIS beheading in front of two cameras and a lighting rig in a studio constructed to resemble desert scenery. The production is also being supervised by a director who appears to give the executioner orders on how to act. The release of the video was accompanied by a claim that it was retrieved from the phone of an assistant to John McCain, who accompanied Senator McCain on a trip to Ukraine, although there's no proof for that assertion. It seems fairly obvious that this production wasn't the work of the Islamic State, so who's behind it?
0: Let's stop right here. Uh, So from what you and I know... I and I you can feel absolutely one hundred percent disagree with me if you think I'm wrong. I would bet you there's four or five thousand dollars worth of lights right there.
2: Yeah, I would say so. The, the, the one thing is, we don't know the other side of those lights. We don't know if they're using LEDs or just standard bolts. Even
0: still, like, but, look, like uh, so they have, the, so those stands, each one of those stands is, they're probably, very expensive. is probably $100. Yeah. Each one of those stands is probably $100. And yeah. then they have, like, barn doors on the lights and stuff. Well, look, I have these lights right here have barn, do- barn doors. Those barn doors, the, that housing is $300. Yeah, each they're expensive. On each one of these lights. Yeah. That, so each one of those lights has a $300 barn door housing on it, right? And then you see that one right. Right there in the middle. Yeah, that's a really expensive halogen spotlight, right there. Yeah, that's no joke, and that would make it look like a desert sun, too.
2: Yeah, really high desert, really hot.
12: Yeah,
0: Uh and so I want. Let's keep it playing.
12: There are a few possibilities. One, the video could have been created by a conspiracy theorist who wanted to create a buzz on the internet, but the sophisticated and expensive nature of the setup seems to rule out that explanation. Two. Russian hackers could have produced and released the video, yeah. whether backed yeah. by the Russian government or not, right. in an effort to embarrass John McCain and fuel conspiracy theories that the United States is secretly supporting ISIS.
0: Now, that kind of sounds possible. That definitely would, you know, if the Kremlin was funding this, that could be a huge source yeah. of money. Yeah. Uh, RT even could be doing this production. You know, they yeah. have... However. I don't feel like they'd be as it would be it would be a huge release. Like it wouldn't be like this kind of leak that targets John McCain. It would be something
13: I'm driving off laughing this is what I'll say. It would make news.
0: Now,
2: if if Russia was behind this, they would be broadcasting this everywhere. Well, maybe not. And the only reason why I say maybe not on that is because if they were behind this and they pushed this out like at nauseum, but that's what they did with that clip. But they pushed it like crazy. It was on RT
0: Today. It was everywhere, right? When, the Ru- when Russia does it, like they. So
2: they're saying this was from
0: a cell phone, right? Well, I don't know. No, they're saying it was on somebody's cell phone or laptop. There's two different stories right now. Okay.
2: All right, fair
0: enough. Yeah, all right. We'll play and then we'll talk more. All right.
12: The video could also have been taken from a production of a drama or a movie related to ISIS. But again, there's no accompanying evidence for that claim. To me, the second explanation that this was released and produced by the Russian hackers themselves appears to be the most likely.
0: All right, let's stop right here. I, I don't, I, I will never do this. I don't, I don't actually think this is the case. My, my personal opinion and moral, moral compass does not allow me to associate with this. However, I am about to do something that I will regret for the rest of my life. Can we just take a moment? We're just going to insulate this moment from the show, and we'll forget this is going to ever happen.
2: Uh-oh. What are you doing?
0: I don't even know if I can do this. So there is a theory that ties everything we've talked about for, like, the last year together, and it's from InfoWars.
2: Oh, no. You know what that means, Chris. Let's
0: just play it. It's not from Alex himself. I know, but... Let's just hear but, it. But... Oh, boy. And, and, and so, because it's from
2: InfoWars... Full Info- disclosure, I didn't know about this.
0: Right. No, and no, no, and listen, because it's from InfoWars, we're going to take this with that in mind. And and InfoWars, if you're not, don't go look them up, don't give them the traffic. But if you're not familiar with it, it's Alex Jones. It's a mustache.
2: Yeah. I like mustaches. However, yeah.
0: I googled all the stuff they talk about in this video clip. Okay. And I th- so let's just play this. It kind of syncs up. And it's it's like yeah, as you would expect. I'm going to take a deep breath. Now, we play stuff from RT, we play stuff from Yeah, Fox. yeah, now
2: we we go all over the place. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: So, but we are all doing this with mindfulness.
2: I like mustaches.
14: bored. Mustaches. Mustaches.
0: Mustaches.
13: Mustaches.com. Look at this
15: video from Turkish media network Canal D's highly successful TV show, Valley of the Wolves. Now watch this. You see that scene right there? Oh.
0: What's that look like to you?
2: That looks like what they were just shooting.
0: Yeah. That was in 2005.
2: Whoa. Okay. Wow. Really? Really?
0: Wow. Okay. So this, for you audio listeners, is... You would think this was from a YouTube video of an ISIS beheading. Wow. Wouldn't okay. you? Like, if I hadn't told you that, wouldn't you think that was an ISIS beheading right there? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and no, that was uh, from Turkish television. I, I'll have a link in the show notes, more information about the okay. show. Valley of the Wolves, if you'd like to look it up. All right.
15: It shows the exact same setup as the recent beheading videos from ISIS. So what is Turkey's connection to ISIS. Well, according to former Prime Minister of Lebanon, Saad Hariri, the United States ran ISIS operations in Iraq out of its embassy in Ankara, Turkey.
0: Let's stop right there. That seems plausible to me.
15: The plan to carve up Iraq and spark a regional war in the Middle East was masterminded by the Atlantic Council.
0: What have we been observing on this show? It seems like they want to split Iraq up into three separate states. We've been talking about that since before ISIS was a thing. It seems like, man, it really seems like the agenda of the United States is to split Iraq up into three.
15: According to Hariri. A source close to Hariri said the finishing touches were put on the balkanization plan during a George Soros-funded Atlantic Council Energy Summit held in Istanbul last November. The Benghazi-Turkey connection should be duly noted as well. All
0: right, so here's where Benghazi comes in. Again, this is InfoWars, but here's where Benghazi comes in, which is something we've talked about recently in, in life, the last three episodes.
15: In October, Business Insider reported Stevens' last meeting on September 11th.
0: Ambassador Stevens, the guy that died in the Benghazi attack,
15: was with Turkish Consul General Ali Saeed Akin. And a source told Fox News that Stevens was in Benghazi to negotiate a weapons transfer in an effort to get SA-7 missiles out of the hands of Libya-based extremists.
0: And I was able to find that on the Fox News website. That's the day he died. Dude, he, the day he died.
15: This video was made months before the current wave of beheading videos leading us into Obama's unconstitutional war. John Bound for Infowars.com. So, okay, so
0: there is some interesting connections there, but that's, that's, you know, that's way out there, dude. That's, like, seriously, you know, that's bacon-worthy, but it's interesting. It's cop bacon-worthy, too.
1: (sighs) What's driving me crazy is that photo right there. Zoom in on that. It's one of those cops in a black uniform with a mustache, and you just look like an absolute clown freak that works for murdering terrorists, that jack our food and water. I think you're a big joke. Oh, you got a mustache. I'll just worship you.
16: Oh, you got a mustache. It's okay. Right, well, think we'll against
0: le- mustaches. We'll leave it at this. We'll keep watching it. But I, in the supporters' sink, there is a pretty decent write-up where somebody looked at the different images, and they lit it up. And uh, So here's a couple of things. Uh, people have looked at this. They've compared uh, the, uh, the leaked video that we just played to the... Uh, um, uh, video that's been on, we've been seen online and they've tried to com- match them up you know so we have scene by scene matching to see if, if they uh, link up and I'm playing that in the video feed right now boys is a great video version of the show and they don't match up
2: no they don't I mean the arm angle is wrong the, the technique is wrong I mean first off the other uh, you know it's just it's just wrong I mean it looks
0: like maybe the same scene but here's something that I do know is if you look at uh, the uh, the PDF that uh, uh, producer Matt has thrown in uh, the uh, the supporters' sync? Yeah. If you, they somebody took the image and they lightened it, there's a whole other set of cameras over here that you don't see oh. in the video. You see that right there? Yeah. There's another camera right there. And what's something else about productions? Oh, sorry, didn't mean to fire up <laughs> Alex again. Hey, Alex. Multiple takes, multiple takes, multiple tries. And if you actually watch the video, he stops cutting him, and they take and they stop, and then he goes back and they reset up. So. I'm not saying I think it's I I just think it's I wouldn't just because they don't match up I wouldn't totally dismiss it no, since there's that's multiple true. cameras and you can do multiple takes. And and that that Turkish media back stuff where where they did a television show that had that that portrayed basically that same exact scene is 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 interesting.
2: Right. And it, And obviously, if you have somebody that's willing to donate equipment for a cause or whatever, you know they didn't necessarily have to spend the money on the equipment. You know a lot of small production companies do rent equipment, you know instead of buying it. I know yeah. you're talking about how much things are worth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're trying to spin something in the opposite direction, it doesn't take much to kind of spend that, something that I, way. I
0: think we just touched on there is the thing that probably fascinates me the most about this leaked video is that the equipment they show. Is very expensive, and so whoever is doing this has money. Yeah, doesn't if it's a fake, if it's real, whoever it is has money. But if and they're
2: renting it, it won't be as much as you think.
0: Renting? You think ISIS? You think
2: ISIS is renting? No, no, renting?
0: It, it, no. If if if, if the, I'm talking <laughs> they, about, they take the Toyota over
2: to like the uh, buy and sell, and then they. <laughs> no man, eBay, <laughs> eBay, because they can make it encrypted uh, Skype calls. And make the eBay
0: happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you, uh, you know what? So the Unfilter show, what we do is we look at this kind of stuff and sometimes we go like nothing's happening there. <laughs> but you know what we will continue to do is we'll keep following it. And yeah, we'll, keep an eye. Yeah, we'll watch it for you. And uh, if you want to uh, help support our show and keep us watching these kinds of things, if you just found that whole discussion just kind of fascinating because nobody else has talked about it, keep us on the air. Go over to patreon.com slash unfilter and support this show. I'll tell you the baseline today to support this show because we have a producer. There's two of us. You got So We got to have at least 400. So let's chase. I'm going to I'm gonna pull it up right now. What do you think we're at right now?
2: Um, like, well, last time I think we were went, four oh four. Yeah, man, we were close. Or four oh. I know we're in the four oh pluses. Four oh four. All right, checking
0: at Patreon dot com. Four oh six. Very very good. There you go. And now here's the great part. If you become an Unfiltered supporter at two dollars, you get the supporter show. Yeah. Now, the, uh,
2: now this it's is, like a show plus a show. You're really getting two shows. Yeah. So this week
0: I I, I kind of uh, I kind of focused on like. A, We started very heavy with some news, and then, like, there was a U.S.-specific section, and then I widened out to do, like, a worldwide section, and then... I just did like a little mix of music and news for a while. So we played some songs, some Ronald Jenkins, and I played a clip. Yep. And then I played some Ronald Jenkins and some. It is a different experience. And it's a very, it's, I, I feel like it's a very nice way to get even more news than the Unfiltered Show has. Plus, we play clips that give you additional context. So sometimes you'll hear us just like, I'll, like, I'll just drop a stat, like 92% or 93%, or I'll just drop yep. something that she will be like, what the hell is that guy talking <laughs> exactly. about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you listen to the supporter show, you'll hear the clip that, that gives you that information. And then you'll know, Oh, well he's actually referencing something they played forty five minutes before the show even started. Because the supporter show is of various length as well. And then when you kick it up even more than that, you get up to the higher levels, then you get everything. You get the source code for our show. You get the notes, you get the clips, you get oh my God, so many clips. How much how many terabytes? It's actually getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting. That's ri- what
2: I throw the terabyte out there because if you add it all up, yeah. it's like what two terabytes. Yeah. Well, what we've
0: done is we've kind of limited to like uh, like to like episode fifty four or so to kind of keep yeah. it down, but because uh, the yeah. But uh, the, now that now that we have producer Matt on, since we hit episode uh, since we hit four hundred supporters, which was like what? F- oh, I mean, we're coming on like four or five episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this so many more clips, not just in the overtime folder, but in each category, each each like main topic we cover. I'm playing like 30 40% of the clips. Wow. Yeah, there's so much more if you're an Unfilter supporter. So much good info. Yeah, so go awesome. uh, go over to patreon.com/unfilter, become a supporter, and then you get access to that. And really like $5 or more that really helps lock it in and uh, you get access to all them goodies. Hell's and yes. We appreciate everybody. Now, Chase, let's yes, uh, let's change uh, gears here and all let's right. talk about Iran.
2: Ah, Iran. It is a country fact, there in the Middle East. <laughs>
0: That's right, Seth. As we record, uh, there was a major deal struck with Iran
1: and their nukes. Good evening. First the deal, now the sell. With today's historic agreement to curb Iran's nuclear program, the Obama White House tonight is trying to convince nervous Mideast neighbors and the American Congress that there was no better alternative. The U.S. and five other nations struck the deal with Iran overnight, offering Iran relief from economic sanctions in exchange for limits on nuclear production. But questions over compliance and verification, along with Iran's history of provoking instability in the Middle East, are planting seeds of doubt in high places. We have full coverage tonight. We begin with our chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell, from Vienna. Andrea.
17: Good evening, Lester. Well, after years and decades, in fact, of calling each other the great Satan and the axis of evil, Iran and the U.S. are now entering uncharted territory, a diplomatic agreement to reduce Iran's suspected nuclear threat. John Kerry and his Iranian counterpart, Javad Zarif, weary but celebrating the deal to reduce Iran's nuclear capability in exchange for billions of dollars with the end of crippling sanctions. Years in the making, it came together after 18 long days and nights of intense talks. Kerry even personally edited the final draft at 3 o'clock this morning, after a midnight call Vienna time to the president in the Oval Office.
1: This deal offers an opportunity to move in a new direction.
2: You see Joe? Do you see Joe? He's tired.
0: Look at Joe. Mm. Tell me, Joe. Yeah, Barry looks really tired, doesn't he? Yeah, they're all tired. You see Joe there? Yeah. Now, I'm going to I'll tell you what I think. But what do you see when you look at Joe?
2: We should season. it. I now, wish I would have done it. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, let's watch him. Watch. Look at Joe. Watch Joe.
1: All right. All Move right. in a new direction.
0: You see how he's just in frame right there, just barely in frame? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is that an accident, Chase? No. No, because he's he's lying in wait. He's run. Yeah, he's going to run. He's
0: going to run. That is a that is that is a man Red Booker right now, would you, man? Sure. 151, July 15th, Joe, Joe, Joe Obama O'Biden. I thought we already knew that he was going to run.
2: Oh, have we called that? No, I, no, I don't think we officially called it, but I thought we just kind of assumed that he was.
0: Well, I'm looking at that man's face right there, and I'm saying he's going to run. I'm saying he's running, and he's not going to win, but he's running. And he's going to be the one that really gives Hill Dog the final fight. It's going to be him and Hill Dog. He's going to come in late. I want you to write all this down, okay? okay. I'm oh, sorry I'm, I'm laying it down on you. Yeah, but all right, all right. He's going to come in a little bit later. After Bernie's kind of been gotten his airtime, which is happening this week. We're going to talk about that in a minute.
2: Okay. Uh, so I'm saying late entry.
0: Hillary's going to get it. But it's going to come down to him versus Hillary. And and and, and him versus Hillary is going to be the choice. and, and like the, So it's going to be
2: between Hillary and Biden for the nomination. Yes. Got it. That's All what right, I think. Right. Yes.
0: And then Hillary's going to get the nomination, though. Se- separate Red Book prediction. Uh, we continue on.
1: We should seize it.
17: Iran accepts limits on its nuclear production for 10 years and on nuclear fuel and equipment for 15 years. Iran promises more access for U.N. inspectors to suspect sites, but with notice. But Iran gets an economic lifeline, hundreds of billions of dollars in sanctions relief, once it meets those nuclear commitments, perhaps by the end of the year. Reentry into the global banking system and five to eight years from now, an end to the U.N. arms and ballistic missiles embargo.
0: Let's stop here. So um, the, uh, the notification for inspection is 24 days. Uh, the, uh, big, the big win for Iran here is the lifting of sanctions and rejoining the international banking system. So when they say that, that's what they're talking about. Those are the big
17: wins I ran. Into the global banking system and five to eight years from now, an end to the U.N. arms and ballistic missiles embargo. So how do you justify down the road uh, taking off the arms embargo on conventional weapons and ballistic missiles?
16: United States doesn't lose anything, Andrea, by giving them the opportunity to prove this is a peaceful program. What's the alternative? Go to war now? You want to, I mean, everybody wanted to say automatically, let's bomb Iran. I mean, is that the alternative? Wait, so who, want, wait, who
2: was it that said bomb, bomb, well, bomb? bomb, bomb, bomb,
0: bomb, bomb Iran? Yeah. Uh, Netanyahu. Uh,
2: I forget who did that.
0: So this is what I come down to. All right. There's, there is a shit ton of pushback against this Iran deal, mostly from people that are aligning with Israel. Right. And they say it's a bad deal, historically a very bad deal. No deal is a bad deal. Yeah, nothing is terrible. Here's what I think. I see two scenarios. First scenario is best case scenario. Iran complies and it delays their program by 10 years. They reduce their uranium supply by nearly 90% as of this deal. They will not be in a position to make a bomb. That's the best case scenario. Worst case, Worst case scenario. The Netanyahu scenario. Iran doesn't follow any of these new rules continues to make a bomb, then, in my opinion, we have undeniable justification to screw them up. So, worst case scenario, we have the perfect case to go after them. Best case scenario, they comply. So Either why would way, they... we are absolutely justified in our actions. So, so based reneged, on that, why are they fighting it, then? Exactly! Yeah. Because if they renege, screw them up. If they don't renege, we avoid a war. There is literally, as far as like the West is concerned, no loss here. Because we can still go after them. Israel is still going to watch them like a hawk. Of course Israel's, they will. Israel's That's never st- going to
2: change. Exactly. Right.
0: Nothing – only thing that changes here is we, re- 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 we remove sanctions – And they are now on the hook for their commitment.
17: But the deal is a tough sell with critics in Washington and Tehran, as Iran's foreign minister acknowledges.
1: We have people in Iran who have a lot of
9: mistrust uh, in the ability and the intention of the United States to live up to this agreement and to try to uh, implement its part of the deal. So it's going to be a difficult uh, exercise.
17: And in a call today, President Obama tried to reassure Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu, but sources say got nowhere. A landmark deal setting off a global debate that won't end anytime soon. Andrea Mitchell, NBC News.
0: Hey, NBC News fans. Hold on right there. So there you Hey, go. fans. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there, Chuck. So, all right. Now, now what's the reaction like in Iran? It's a little different, actually. Iran's president said this morning that his country will no longer be called a threat to the world.
17: Iranians may be happy with this agreement, but other countries in the region say they're not so sure. Israel is calling the deal a disaster. Charlie Daggett in London, has all the reaction from the
0: Middle East. Charlie, good morning. Now, it's interesting. The reaction from the Middle East is actually just the reaction from Israel.
14: Oh. Good morning. While there are those who believe a more transparent Iran may reduce tensions in the region, neighbors within reaching distance don't buy that the deal will stop Iran from building a bomb and fear the country's financial windfall will tip the balance of power. Think about this.
0: This is the CBS National Morning News. Right. One tiny country is now being represented as the opinion of the Middle East. That right there gives you, in one example, the power of Israel over the media.
14: On the streets of Tehran overnight, Iranians celebrated what they're calling victory. In stark opposition, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu.
10: What a stunning, historic mistake. Iran continues to seek our destruction. We will always defend ourselves.
0: Now, of course, if, if, if Iran ever did anything. Yeah. well,
2: Right? Yeah. Not only would the U.S. respond, but all of the West would respond. I'm still trying to wrap my head around why this is a problem.
14: Regional arch rivals Saudi Arabia said the king spoke with President Obama, expressing support for the deal, but stressed a strict inspections regime. Regional ally President Bashar al-Assad called the nuclear agreement so a major turning. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: everybody from Saudi Arabia to Assad, buddy, yeah. they all
14: love it. Point in the history of the Islamic Republic, and Russia's President Vladimir Putin, whose country hopes to benefit from arms deals with Iran, <laughs> said the world can now breathe a sigh of relief. But Iran's neighbors are taking a sharp intake of breath, pointing to Tehran's support for the Assad regime in Syria's civil war, Hezbollah militants, Shiite militias in Iraq, and Houthi rebels in Yemen. Addressing U.S. concerns over Iran's role in destabilizing the region, Foreign Minister Javad Zarif told CBS News
0: now remember it's funny we're painting Iran as the great destabilizer even though we in some cases like in Iraq are actually fighting the same people now what how happens now the deal has become official yeah it's but chase it's not your ordinary deal did you know this isn't
1: like a look like at a regular agreement it's an executive agreement the scene now shifts to Congress. Chief Congressional Correspondent Mike Emanuel is on Capitol Hill tonight with where we go from here.
6: We're going to do everything we can to get to the details. uh, And uh, if, in fact, it's as bad a deal as I think it is at this moment, we'll do everything we can to stop it.
9: Both the House and Senate will have 60 days to consider the nuclear agreement after the final text. 60
2: days. Two months
9: arrives on capitol hill a simple majority in both chambers is all that is needed
0: to reject it so a simple majority
9: then assuming president obama vetoes that rebuff the real test will be if a two-thirds majority in both the house and senate will vote to
6: override well, the president is the most important democrat in the uh, country and he's obviously in favor of this he negotiated it he's going to work hard uh, to get the 34 votes that I know he knows he needs in order to sustain it.
9: Some Democrats took a cautious approach until they're able
1: to review the final deal. I think it would be somewhat uh, illogical for me to say yes or no. I'm going to wait until I see what's in the agreement. Now we get to work reading the agreement to see if we can agree with it. This is not about trust. This is all about verifiable, enforceable provisions to keep a lid, as the secretary said, uh, keep a lid on nuclear
2: proliferation.
1: So, Chase.
2: Yes, Chris.
0: Are you sitting here? Are, is your head spinning a little bit? Like, what's the downside to this agreement, in your opinion?
2: That's Well, that's the thing. That's what I've been trying to figure out. I mean, I, I hear I, – I, and I understand – I get it. I understand Israel – you know, they got, they got this country that really hates them. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
2: I mean, how would you feel if you have a neighbor right, right. that is staring at you all the time, right. threatening to push the button or you, whatever? You kind you know. of
0: actually literally know what that yeah, feels like. Yeah, I
2: know like. that, what that feels like. Wow. Wow. You it, literally it, do. Yeah, well, not in the same extreme, well, of course. Oh,
0: no, actually, you, you kind of actually do. You think so? Yeah.
2: Well, I'll say this that's I'll a
0: very th- interesting parallel.
2: It's a, it's very interesting, but I'll because, say, and
0: I'm saying this as, so, as somebody yeah. who knows the backstory. The audience is only hearing about this in the last two episodes. Yeah,
2: it's something I've been how, dealing. L- how with How long
0: for. have I been hearing about it?
2: A uh, couple of years, yeah. yeah, at least. It's one of those things where, like you just put perfectly earlier, no deal in place is worse than having this in place. At least with this in place, you have something enforceable on paper. And I understand Israel's position on this. I think we all understand their position on this. And don't worry. If something bad terribly happened, we got their back. That's never been a question. Right. So the question is, are we going to enforce what Iran does and in the, the terms of the agreement? Just like in any agreement that you would sign with anybody. And I think... We have the power to do so. And they if, came to the table and if they, and they don't, signed it. We
0: have perfect. We have a right. perfect legitimate reason. I mean, to hell, welcome. you got
2: Putin on board saying this is a good thing.
0: Uh-huh. All
2: right, so, that's a lot.
0: Uh, now there, here, so we're going to get a big show over the next sixty days. We just heard that clip. Sixty days. We, yeah. you just heard uh, your buddy, uh, B- my uh, good Boner,
2: friend, yeah, Boner, uh, John
0: Boner, saying that they were going to do everything they can to stop this. Yeah. Israel hates this. Israel has great influence in Congress. Here's the funny thing, though. Like I just teased a bit ago. This is an executive agreement. It's got a
1: whole different set of rules. Congress gets a look at whatever deal comes out of Vienna, as Rich just mentioned. But you may not know just how little real muscle lawmakers may have. Senior political analyst Britt Hume is here with that story tonight. Good evening, Brett.
16: Hi, Brett. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader ha, <laughs> Ah, uh, good old Brett.
0: Oh, let's do it. Let's do this again. Let's... Uh, that was... God. I'm, you know what? Hold on. For some reason, I just feel the need... All right. tonight. Good evening, Brett.
16: Hi, Brett. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was surely right in saying on Sunday that an Iran nuclear deal along the lines that have been reported will be a, quote, hard sell in Congress. But the good news for the Obama administration is that it doesn't have to sell it to Congress. It simply needs to sell it to one-third plus one member of one house. That's because the deal is not being handled as a treaty, though many argue that's exactly what it is. Instead, it's being handled as what's called an executive agreement. Such agreements do not require congressional approval. I want to stop right here. An executive agreement. Holy shit.
2: Okay. What the
0: hell? Like, executive orders are one thing. An executive agreement?
2: Maybe that's like the subchapter of an executive order? Well, no. Uh,
0: Here's what I have a huge, huge concern with. Okay. Uh, Unfilter.reddit.com. Look for the uh, 151 feedback thread. Okay. Isn't an executive agreement only valid as long as the two executives who made it are in office? And when Obama leaves, couldn't a different executive nullify that agreement? Or when the Iranian leader leaves? See, I thought
2: that's an executive order that you're – I don't know. I really don't know. I don't either. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe,
0: but that rule applies to executive agreements, right? Yeah. I would think an executive agreement means that if either executives on either end of the agreement changes, the deal can can be broken. Right. I would think. I would like unfiltered.reddit.com, unfiltered 151. Is that true? Please don't. treaties us.
2: do.
16: But Congress does have the authority to I'm going dis- to back it up
0: just so we can hear that again, because I think it's pretty important. Because I don't really hear many people talking about this.
16: Right. That's because the deal is not being handled as a treaty, though many argue that's exactly what it is. Instead, it's being handled as what's called an executive agreement. Such agreements do not require congressional approval, as treaties do. But Congress does have the authority to disapprove this deal. But a resolution to do that would have to pass both houses and would be subject to a presidential veto. Overriding that would take two-thirds of both houses. Thus, if the president can hold a third plus one member of either house, the deal would stand, even if opposed by huge majorities in both houses.
0: So this is going to be a fight, but it's done.
16: Yeah. If that's what happened, the president would surely count it a major victory and a legacy achievement. But don't expect expect much high-fiving and fist-bumping among other Democrats who are set to face the voters next year, including former Secretary of State Clinton, who was last seen waffling on the Pacific trade deal she once strongly supported. It should be fun to watch her try to handle the Iran hot potato. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at that little smirk there. I love the, uh... it,
0: dude. I love it. I love it. So do you think uh does this play into Obama's legacy? Is this a huge part of his uh
2: once it gets past the legal wrang- wranglings, then yeah. It'll it'll be another footnote in the in his legacy, if you will. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Hmm.
0: Wow. All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about ISIS before we wrap up, okay. and uh, I want to, and we could. There's uh, so many different angles we can take on ISIS. We can talk, ISIL, we can, by the way. Yeah, a dash. Uh, we can talk about how it affects uh, the region. We can talk about how it affects our friends in the UK. I want to talk about how it is changing the national conversation in the U.S. Because this is you and I. This is where we're at. This is this is really, if we're going to speak from our hearts, this is what we know about. And and ISIS is now being used, ISIL or Daesh? dash. Yeah. as as a reason to sort of amp up the security. Because, Chase, we have yes. these homegrown radicals. They're so, so dangerous. dangerous. The lone wolves.
13: And we alert! This alert for you right now. We're waiting a critical hearing on Capitol Hill, the House Homeland Security Committee, looking into whether our government is doing enough to counter the threats from radical Islamic terrorists who want to recruit more Americans for their twisted cause right here at home. This, of course, just a few days after learning more about the arrest of this young man he has a Boston police captain's son, 23-year-old Alex Ciccolo, is accused of plotting a Boston bombing-style attack on college campuses, including allegedly using weapons and a pressure cooker like the Marathon bombers. So how can we stop these reputed lone wolves? Congressman Mike McCall is with us now. He's chairman of the committee that will hold the hearing a little later on today. They're having a hearing, Jace. They're going to have a hearing on these lone Wait, wolves. Wait, this
2: is a Fox News alert for a, for a hearing that hasn't even happened yet? Really? Yep. Wow.
13: Congressman, welcome. It is such a sad. Good to see you. It's such a sad and and shocking case about Alex, this young man. We're told that in police video he admitted that he uh, supports the Islamic State. He calls the U.S. the enemy of Islam. (laughs) But it turns out that his case is not unique. This is the type of person, allegedly, that the terrorists are trying to recruit.
6: Now, in fact, we've seen over 60 uh, ISIS related arrests uh, over the last year. That means we're. Uh, rolling up, basically one ISIS follower, almost more uh, uh, every week. We're arresting them, and so this latest case is very reminiscent of the Boston bombing, of uh, the pressure cooker. Uh, but it's not unique, uh, Eric, and, and I think that's a problem. That's why we're holding the hearing. That's why we're going to mark up a bill today you to go. deal with countering violent mark it up. extremism. We put billions of dollars into disruption. Of these types of cases, but very little into prevention, and so what we want to do is is really make it a priority within the Department of Homeland Security to, to counter uh, violent extremism.
13: What do you propose to try and prevent this? Because it seems to be in you know, a one person by one by one by one sitting in the basement, the proverbial basement, mm-hmm. on on the mm-hmm. video looking at these uh, wacko radical
6: videos. Well, we're getting uh, these internet misses from Syria uh, into the United States to, with thousands of followers. Uh, all across the country, the FBI director said they have investigations in every state. We've had the number of plots triple over the last year. These are very disturbing numbers, and yet the department is doing very little to counter uh, this narrative. And so what we want to do is, is highlight this and make it a priority in, in the department uh, towards the prevention side, towards the counter-narrative uh, messaging, which is not happening right now. And they're impacting you know, almost kids out there. You saw this guy in Boston uh, basically radicalizing in his basement, not unlike Tamerlan, and then being inspired by that kind of act. So uh, we want to to do more in the department to stop that.
13: And it took his uh, father, thankfully, uh, Robert uh, Ciccolo, who's a Boston police captain, to turn him in. Apparently, uh, Alex allegedly had posted these type of radical missives on the Internet and this sort of thing and on, on Facebook. So they finally were able to get him. And that's his father there on the right. Uh... Finally, well, Congressman, you're, you're, yeah. there,
6: are, there there are 200,000 Isis tweets per day wow. on the internet if that get puts in perspective and the two hundred
0: thousand
13: no a day a
2: day
0: I, I gotta make sure I heard
13: that
6: right I gotta make he, he sure I said heard it
13: that right. I gotta make sure I heard that right and that's his father there on the right uh, finally well, Congressman, you're, you're,
6: yeah. there, are, there there are two hundred thousand. ISIS tweets per day on the internet. He did say that. He did say that. Now,
0: uh, hold on. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. No, there I'm there, gonna, fa- there, there I'm are
6: 200,000 ISIS tweets per day. Uh,
0: 200,000. How does he even... Now, I'm, I'm betting... <laughs> okay. I just got to take a minute and think about this. On the internet. Soak
6: that in. If that gets, puts in perspective, and the FBI and Homeland can only do so much... To stop this, they've done an excellent job stopping. You know, over you know sixty of these plots.
0: Sixty, there it is. There's the sixty. And remember, uh, an ISIS plot is anything from like ISIS told you to do it to you know like you saw an ISIS website and you were super inspired. That's that's what counts in these sixty. Now, um, I don't. I don't.
2: By the I, way, I just did a
0: search for ISIS on Twitter. Sixty. Chase, 60, out of all of the people in the United States of America, out of all of the users on Twitter, 60 people are ISIS-related, and and most of them are inspired by. It is a it is a laughable, when they say 60 people, that's a laughable number. Wow. La- Think about
2: this in I can't take this guy seriously.
0: 53,000 people will download this episode, 151 of Unfiltered. Right. And he's talking about 60 cases.
6: Much To stop this, they've done an excellent job stopping you know, over you know sixty of these plots in the United States, but it only takes one case that they miss to to you know cause a real problem. Yeah, and why so, can't
13: why can't Twitter pull the pull the plug on these tweets? Why can't can. th- is the government does the government have the power to shut some of this stuff down, or is that against the First Amendment?
0: Wow, let's give the government power, even though Unfilter is already shutting these. Unfilter, um, <laughs> even though Twitter is already shutting these accounts down, they're already they're already doing it. Yeah, uh, and Facebook is proactively doing it. Yeah, uh, this. That uh, that video we just played of the uh, of, of the beheading. Yeah. If you tried to post a link of that to Facebook, oh, gone. It would auto delete it. Yeah. So they're already doing this. Oh they're already gosh.
13: policing the social media sites. They're already doing it. Pull the plug on these tweets. Why can't is the government? Does the government have the power to shut some of this stuff down, or is that against the First Amendment?
6: Well, it, it's a problem when you do that in the United States. I mean, doing something overseas is one thing. Privacy interests in the United States. I am meeting with FBI, Homeland, and the you know, IT, the, the high tech people, to talk about how we can better uh, get into uh, the, the social media, if you will, uh, to stop these communications. You know, the fact is, they go into what's called dark space, into platforms that we can't. Even it's not called dark space, buddy. Even see, even if we have a court order, and so I think this is becoming a more a bigger, and bigger problem. Uh, that we have to address He has um, no idea again, what he's
0: talking about And if you Wow
6: <sighs> Over 60 ISIS related rela- uh, r- Arrests last year There's his talking
0: point 60 related ISIS related la- 60 Wait, in ISIS- ra- all of uh, last arrest-
6: year? Um, again, over 60, 60 ISIS related uh, uh, ar- uh, Arrests uh, last uh, year uh, uh, That's a real
13: problem yeah, yeah, that's astounding And that's just the arrests Yeah, that's astounding
0: That's astounding What's the current population Of the United States
2: 350 million? Hmm.
0: That doesn't sound that astounding, actually.
2: No. Uh, you, you know how many uh, people are murdered every year in, I don't know, Chicago? <laughs> Ouch, Chase. That hurts, man. I'm that just hurts. saying, I mean, these guys got their heads up the wrong ass. Yeah. You know, I've always asked. I've always wondered. Why, thank you, J.B. I, I I I, sit- I was I was shooting
0: higher. I haven't heard. I, why haven't we heard a lot about ISIS attacking Israel? Why haven't we heard a lot about that yet? Mm. Why haven't we heard about that? Because they're over in the Middle East. Yeah.
4: Israel and Hamas are now facing a new threat because ISIS is now operating
17: in the Gaza Strip. <gasps> Boom! <gasps> what? ISIS. Yep,
0: yep, 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 yep. And by the way, you gotta also ask, is there a connection between ISIS, Iran, and Russia? Ooh, let's link it all together.
11: The US watching carefully. A very friendly handshake between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Iranian President Hassan Rouhani. Just one symbol of what the U.S. increasingly sees as a dangerous alliance.
6: So, if you want to talk about a nation that, that could pose an existential threat to the United States, I'd have to point to Russia. And if you look at their behavior, Remember, it's, it's nothing number short one on of his
2: list.
11: A dramatic and significant split on the Russian threat between the general, who will become President Obama's top military advisor in a few weeks, and the secretary of state.
18: The secretary doesn't agree uh, with the assessment that Russia is an existential
2: threat to the United States.
11: But listen to Vladimir Putin press for Iran's desire to have an arms embargo lifted.
2: We think Iran should have sanctions removed, the question being in what period of time and how quickly.
11: Russia has already lifted a ban on the sale of a sophisticated air defense system to Iran, a Russian weapon that could shield Iran's nuclear facilities from future airstrikes.
14: There's also jet aircraft, armored tanks, armored personnel carriers, artilleries, trucks. These are the kind of conventional weapons that could fuel a Middle East arms race.
11: And Iran may soon have a lot more money in its pockets.
14: There's no question that if you lift these embargoes now and at the same time are giving Iran access to some of its frozen billions of dollars, Iran will be able to accelerate its missile program, which threatens Israel and the rest of the
11: Middle East. The current Joint Chiefs chairman, leaving no question where he stands.
6: Under no circumstances should we relieve pressure on Iran relative to ballistic missile uh, capabilities and arms trafficking.
0: There you go, Chase. There you wow. go.
2: Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just astounded.
0: There you go. There you go, Chase. I don't. I, I mean, I look at that and I think to myself, "Wow, it's just go, go, go." We have some really good stuff in the uh, supporter show. We have in the overtime folder. Uh, it came out uh, – boy, I wonder if I could find this really quick. Let me see if I can just uh, – see if I can pill- – yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll just play a little bit of this. This is in the overtime folder. I'm going to just tease you with this. All right. So uh, the U.S. military it was uh, required to give out its new strategy. And its new strategy as a lot of time in the past has been defending against terrorism, protecting terrorism. But now it's more about, you know what? We're the empire and we've got to protect the entire globe. And that, my friend, is the big change that's happened in the mil- in the new budget. And this just came out. We'll play a well, little bit. Well, the U.S.
7: Bit. Joint Chiefs of Staff released a new report on its national military strategy for 2015, using words like unpredictable to describe the scenario. And it focuses on globalization and U.S. military superiority. Now, joining me now to discuss the U.S. role in the Middle East is Greg Palace, investigative journalist. Greg, thank you for joining us.
18: Glad to be with you.
7: So you read the national military strategy for 2015. And it didn't so much address any direct threats to the U.S. so much as it addressed threats to our allies. Why is that?
0: Now, let's stop right there. So the new big report doesn't really talk about uh, um, attacks on the homeland. It's more about our allies. Hmm.
18: Uh, Because it's a brilliant sales document. Remember, for 15 years, the military has been selling us that they're saving the homeland for, uh, from an attack by al-Qaeda or, uh, or its imitators. So, it's, you know, up until now, it's been all about, you know, we're under attack. 15 years after 9-11, it's pretty hard to make the case that there's a major military threat or even major terrorist threat directly to American citizens. So now, what the what the new military strategy is is basically this sales document that goes to Congress, saying, "Oh, look out! You may think that we're safer. You may, you know, after all, uh, Obama's declared the end of the war in Afghanistan, as you heard in the last mm-hmm. report. Uh, so, what's our conflict? Where are we at officially at war? Uh, basically, nowhere at all. We're out of Iraq. So, how do you maintain a half million, half trillion dollar military budget? unless you create a new set of threats, and redefine what a threat is. And in this document, they're redefining a the threat as threats to our allies. So it's mm-hmm. like we're creating a supranato NATO that in- incorporates, they named Saudi Arabia, they named Pakistan, they named Egypt, and several other states. Suddenly we have responsibility to defend Saudi Arabia. Um, and they're saying, why? Well, because this is the source of our resources. And it's not just simply a matter of, well, we need the oil and we better not let anyone else get it. But it's control of the globalization process. So they're basically nakedly saying, look, we're the instrument of of American global economic power. And you need us. You need to pay us half a trillion dollars a year, even now without an official war, because we now have to protect our resource
2: allies—that's crucial.
0: And you know what, Chase? Mm. Half a trillion dollars seems like a pretty good deal to own the entire world.
2: Have you been? Uh, I half a trillion you, dollars. You've been over to my house, right, Chris? Yeah. Uh, you know what I have in the bathroom in my house? Sure, buddy. I have a poster of death and taxes. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that poster of death and taxes, the majority of our money that you and I pay every single day in taxes and yearly, of course, is to the military budget. Show me the money!
15: Show it to me! Yeah. Got to keep
0: that machine going, Chris. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. Got to give these people more guns. Let's wrap up on little 2016. We're watching it as it approaches. We're only halfway there, but yet it feels like we're already living in 2016. Uh, and uh, I love it. I love it so, 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 so much. It feels so good to watch this. I'm not going to lie. It scratches a very dark place, but Lindsey Graham is extremely butthurt about the fact that he is getting owned in the polls
12: by Trump. (laughs) I know you're on the trail up there in New Hampshire. You you told me during the commercial break that you enjoy it. Uh, It's a full contact sport there, politics in New Hampshire. Um, uh, (laughs) I I know you're positive about your campaign. The polling would suggest, though, you're not cracking the top 10, which means you would not be on the main stage for the Fox debate on August 6th. If that stays the way it is, sir, will you participate in the forum that afternoon?
19: Well, I've got to make my mind up about that, but Brad Pitt would be in the debate. Uh, and- so,
0: Lindsey Graham, his argument
19: here is, well,
0: look, if more people liked me, I would be in the debate. Uh... Now, well, Lindsey... Maybe more people would like you if you were now. Wait for it. More likable. And what do you think, Chase? Is he green screening this ass right there? That's green screen, right?
2: Um. Yes. Look at that dude. Look yeah. at that defocus.
0: Look at that. Look at that perfect defocus. That uniform defocus. Could be,
2: you know. You know. These studios are pretty good <clears throat> these
19: days.
0: I would say if that was an actual camera f- focus, that the books immediately to his right, the r- the red ones right there would be in sh- would be in focus. Fair enough
19: debate uh, in, a, in August. Anybody with any celebrity uh, uh, would be in the debate. I think this is a dumb way to weed out the field. I don't mind weeding out the field over time. But a national poll tests celebrity, big states have an advantage versus small states people run before have an advantage over those who haven't. It's July, for God's sakes. So a national poll is a lousy way, in my view, uh, to determine who should be on the stage. And I, quite frankly, resent it.
12: Well, You want to name some names there?
19: Yeah, the RNC. (laughs) Any others?
12: Fox News. What? How would you resolve this, Senator?
19: I would find a way for everybody who's filed and has got a viable campaign to be on the stage. And after a couple of debates, you could start witting people out. Is this
0: super awkward to you or what? It feels very weird.
19: It's not about me. It's about destroying the early primary process of Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina.
0: He's playing the role of the third-party indie. He's like... He's like, like, he's like, like the this is this should we should this should be Bernie Sanders
19: under this construct. Nobody really cares about coming to Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina anymore. It's all about money, and what you're going to reward over time is the people with the most money. And you're destroying the early primary process. Well, no, that's one I
12: point think- I agree with him on: is the money factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that's
19: bad for the well, Republican Party.
12: Um, back to the original question: If you're not in the top ten, will you be in the forum that afternoon?
19: I'll make a decision about that later. I'll do my best to restore the early primary states. We're undercutting a process that works. At the end of the day, you're rewarding day. money and, and celebrity over hard work in the early states. All 16 of us come to Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina.
0: I, you know, here's the thing. I would, uh, I would love to believe Lindsey Graham. Except for he's backed by John McCain. Yeah. And John McCain is backed by the military-industrial complex. Yep. And if there's anybody, anybody that puts everybody else's money to shame, it's the military-industrial complex. Absolutely. Hollywood, you think you got some money? That's cute. Yeah. 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 Silicon Valley? It's a, it's a fraction. Apple, Google, you think you got some money? Maybe 20%. Apple, you're so rich. Apple- Well, oh, they are
2: pretty rich, Chris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me introduce you to the military-industrial <laughs> complex, my friend. Well, what do you think Apple's making those What?
2: Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that, sir.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. and And who backs McCain? The military-industrial complex. Trust me. Lindsey Graham. If they wanted to, Lindsey Graham would have the money. They don't want to. But uh, why don't we talk about your good friend, your buddy, My good your friend. passionate, lifelong friend, Hill Dog.
1: Let me move now to Hillary Clinton, because uh, for a long time, as you know, she has kept the press at arm's length. I broke the story last Sunday night that she was changing her media strategy. She had
0: Now, you remember last week we talked about how they were having the reporters at rope's length, and mm-hmm. uh, that that was awkward. She's taken yeah. some questions
1: on the trail this past week, and of course did her first national uh, television interview with CNN's Brianna Keeler. Check Let's out, out these eyes,
0: Chase. Check out these. We well, I see remember. in
3: our recent poll that nearly 6 in 10 Americans say they don't believe that you're honest and trustworthy. <laughs> do you understand why they feel that
5: way? Well, I think when you are subjected to the kind of constant uh, barrage of uh, attacks that are largely fomented by and coming from the right. Uh, but and, do you
3: bear any responsibility well,
5: for it? I, Well, you know, I can only tell you that um, I was elected twice in New York against the same kind onslaught.
0: I love that argument. Now, Chase, uh, <sighs> so you remember, we? Yeah, the Clinton campaign got a lot of heat for uh, rallying the media off into ropes, right? right. Rallying them off into ropes. Yeah. That's, but, Chase, let's go back in time a little bit. We're going to travel back to the 90s. Going back. Super Nintendo was really awesome.
2: Oh, man, it was so
0: good. Mario was a plumber. Bill was the man. Bill Clinton was running for office yeah. in 1992. Yeah. Here is a raw video from the Bill Clinton campaign where, as you might notice, Chase, the presser ripped off. In 1992, there is Bill Clinton right there in the middle. This is a C-SPAN feed that I went and grabbed. And right there, Chase, what's that? What's that, Chase?
2: Uh, That's the press being roped back.
0: Yeah, in 1992. Right there. We'll have this link. I'll have this file in the supporter sync. This is not new. This has been going on for a long time. This is a manufactured controversy for Hillary Clinton. She is going to be the president of the United States, no. and this is not a big deal.
2: She is not going to be the president. This is not a
0: big deal. They have been the Clinton. She is, she's just writing the same playbook that the Clinton campaign ran in the early 90s, and she's going to win.
2: No, she won't. No, she won't. I disagree.
0: No. I disagree, no, Chase. No, she won't. Well, you know what, Chase? Perhaps you and I cannot answer this question on The Unfiltered Show. Perhaps only history can give us an answer as to what will happen on this particular topic. And the only way to find out is by tuning in every single week to the Unfilter Show to see who is right.
2: Yeah, now, here's the thing. We can't make that decision today. We can't even make it next week. But you can be a part of that decision-making process if you come over to our subreddit at unfilter.reddit. Dot com.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, there is rumors out there that there is a digital version of the Red Book in produ- in
2: production. There's a rumor. Is that a re- is is that another is that another bacon conspiracy? Another Red Book prediction? A Red Book prediction about the Red Book prediction? Uh, I
0: would love to have the Red Book online yes. by the 2016 election cycle when it's in full swing.
2: Yes, we need it. We we have gone We're out. We're gonna need it yeah, so bad, yeah, so hard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so if you're doing that, uh, email me Chris at Jupiter or Angela at Jupiter Fair Enough. Hey, Joel Join the Unfiltered show live. Now, next week, we're doing the show on a Friday. That's right.
2: Yeah. Friday night edition. I'm going to be at
0: OSCON. If you'd like to join me at OSCON, if you're in the Portland area... Please, please come join me. Go to meetup.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting. We're going to do a meetup in Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be down there Wednesday, July 22nd. Nice. I'll be at OSCON. And then afterwards, around 5 p.m., we're going to go out. We're going to have drinks. We're going to meet with the Jupiter Broadcasting audience. And if you want to attend OSCON, use the promo code Linux and you'll get a 20% discount off a ticket. Love it. Say hi to Noah and I. And nothing else. You get to see us in action. See us interviewing people,
2: watch us a gerb.
0: Now, Mr. Chase, people want to follow
2: you throughout the week. People want to follow me. They can head over to my Twitter place, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S, that's my name, and you can follow me in 140 characters or less, my thoughts, Hmm. pictures of things that are happening in my world. Now, Chris, you have not only one account that you take care of, but you have two. If you want to be disappointed,
0: go to uh, at ChrisLAS on Twitter, where I don't bother you very much, and then also go to at Signal for network announcements and things like that. Love Don't forget it. the Unfilter show was live over JB jblive.tv. Go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that live. Go get some more news in your face at geekgamer.tv and last but not least, we're going to mention it again, unfilter.reddit.com and patreon.com slash unfilter if you yeah. want to make sure this show stays on the air. And I got to say this, Chase, right here right now, thank you so much to our supporters yes, for keeping absolutely. us on the air for
2: 151 episodes. And hopefully we can do 151 more.
0: Ooh, you know what? Maybe we'll see you right back here next week for 152 So It's Friday. Friday. Right, and Friday next week.